podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Oh, Andy, getting a start is on the right foot there. Good evening. It is the day trippers. It is the forum. I was about to say it's the club then. I got a flashback, but it is called the forum these days. Um, and it is four topics as usual, same format as we've had for the past few weeks. Um, so this evening I've got a number of guests before I get on to the guests, by the way, one of the first comments there, Kieran B saying he's well hung over today. So he was obviously. Uh, hitting it big time, I was celebrating it like we'd won the league again yesterday. Um, so fair play, Kieran, for hitting it hard after after that win yesterday. So this evening we have got um, Andy Young. How are you, Andy? Oh, good, Ray. How yeah, are you, you must, Pat? Yeah, I'm okay. You must be very optimistic after yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you not be? I was actually. I actually got you know the you know that bug where you you, you get a bit negative and I was yeah, feeling the worst. Yeah. wasn't really looking forward to the game. Just it's it's just hard. It gets in your head. So um, it made it a little bit extra special yesterday for for them to turn up so well and, and to be so clinical. It was great. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, Gar Breen, how are you doing, Gar? Good, Ray. How are you, Paul? Yeah, excellent, excellent. Good to see your um, memorabilia up on the wall there. And your lighting is well and truly sorted now, isn't it? Yeah, right? the sec- second-hand job, right? <laughs> fair play, fair play. And you're not like 10 seconds delayed? No, like, we've, is, we've got everything on track here now. This is brilliant. And we've got a... Uh, and also we've got Shane Davro. How you doing, Shane? How you right, all right? All good? Yeah. yeah, good. Live from the kitchen like myself. Live from the kitchen like you. Yeah, yeah, we are stuff. we are kitchen men, right? 
<laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So um, as I mentioned, we've got four four topics tonight. Before we get on to that, Andy usually makes announcements, but he's making a special announcement here in relation to a competition. Yeah, we're excited to be running a competition tonight. It's uh, from Fan Seats, their website, uh, fan-seats.com. They've kindly given us a fan seat, a Liverpool fan seat to give away to a lucky viewer tonight. So we have our four topics. What we're going to do is look for a good fifth topic to talk about at the end of the show. So whoever can come up with the best fifth topic in the comments tonight, uh, chosen by ourselves here, we'll see who's who has the best show. We will uh, give that um, seat away. To, but don't, don't start bombarding us with suggestions just yet. In between our two, the second topic and the third topic, I'll put a post up in the comments from the LFC Day Trubbers account, and uh, you have five minutes to reply to that, and then we'll pick our winner from there. So, uh, look, we'll, we'll get into it more throughout the show. Brilliant. Good stuff. Right, so the four topics tonight, um, with the fifth one to come a bit later on, um, we'll start off with Gar's topic, which is youth versus experience, and, and the context of that is yesterday's uh, game. Um, and guess, and I guess games, uh, to come over the next uh, few weeks, uh, with the injuries and so on. Um, and then we've got, I'll, I'll do a little bit on, uh, following yesterday, what we believe is the latest threat to Liverpool, uh, and our title aspirations seems to change by the, uh, hour, um, these days, uh, but it's a bit of fun anyway. Um, and then we'll get on to, um, dressing room, uh, rules, uh, and sort of unwritten, uh, codes of conduct. And then, uh, we'll sort of close on international football. Thankfully, we haven't got to put up with that for a while, but we will discuss, uh, international football and where that's headed. So, um, without further ado, um, just looking there. Anthony, um, he's looking forward to a good hour's chat all the way from joining us from Sweden. So um, I'm sure we'll uh, get to entertain you over the next hour or so, but we'll get on to youth versus um, experience. Um, Gar, this was your topic. Do you want to go into this a yeah, little bit Yeah, I originally, originally thought of it on, I suppose, Saturday um, on the lead up to the game with, with the injuries and all that were starting to pile up. And you're sort of thinking to yourself, who's who's going to play in whatever position? So so it nicely panned out because Milner obviously started at Roy Fall and, and Jones obviously came in the centre mid with Williams coming on later on. Well, not Williams, sorry. With, um, with, with So... The, I suppose the, the Milner thing, you know, in previous games when, when he had come in at Royfall, there was Wolves last year, which he struggled big time in, in the first half mm. there. He just kept kept giving away fouls. Um so you're thinking to yourself, God, you know, he's he hasn't played in a few games, you know, is he gonna is he gonna disrupt things a bit? But in fairness, yesterday he was he was classy, was, you know there was a lot of standout performers yesterday, but in fairness, Milner for me was absolutely class. He, he he alluded class in everything he did. Um, his leadership shown through. He, he obviously walks off with, with two assists as well, didn't he? So uh, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But then then you got the the flip side of it where Jones was at, Curtis Jones was absolutely it, it was was marvelous yesterday. I thought a couple mm. of sloppy moments in the second half. But you know you have to you know he's he's, he's a young lad and you can give him that. But there's always that thing about it, about a young lad when he comes into a squad squad where he's <clears throat> is, does he have that nervy thing about him or does he does he look like he walks on air? And mm-hmm. I just think Jones is one of them people, and Trent originally um, looks like he's going around 
you know, he's got, excuse the word, but he's got that nonchalance about his game. Like, he's, he's got that lovely bit of arrogance about him. I've often spoke about this before when I've seen him in new games. He just looks head and shoulders. He's doing little nice little back flicks yesterday. Like, they have the gonads to do that in games like that is, you know, is a thing in itself. If it goes wrong, obviously he gets battered by Klopp, but it didn't go wrong. Um, he was doing it in the right areas as well. He wasn't doing it, you know, in his own box or anything like that. So I suppose that's that's where it all had had, had led led on to. Um, it, it was brilliant. It was an amazing performance. But um, the the youth and experience thing, there's there's, there's often a, a fine line. Yeah, uh, I suppose if 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 you're in the bottom half, you'll tend to obviously you know go towards experience. Uh, we saw with with Norwich last year. You know, going with young lads all the time, they became very naive. Obviously, mm. the way they played, etc. So there, there is that fine line. We, we've seen, you know, the likes of Allardyce in years gone by, wanting to go for older lads all the time. Very mm. rare and picking new. So, you know, you know, we have who we have as Klopp as the manager. And we can see everything about me. He totally trusts the younger lads. When when it comes up to it, we saw at Atlanta away as well. You know, tr- trusted young lads as well. And um, Williams came in at centre half that day, didn't he? Um, and was excellent. So there's often that fine line. But yesterday, uh, obviously, we had Matip and Fabinho at centre yeah. half, who, who were unbelievable. Um, but just <laughs> there is that fine line. But it's, I think Klopp seems to seems to blend it quite well. Do you think uh, the um, the the key here is not to overload too many youngsters going into the side at the same time. So, for example, if you're going to play Curtis Jones, you may you may hold back from pe- playing like Curtis Jones, Nico Williams, um, Reese Williams, all in the same side, so that you're not sort of diluting the experience. Do you think that's a key thing? Because for me, for me, um, you're right, uh, Milner's. Um, you know, when you've got Milner on the pitch uh, and and kind of, you know, barking orders and, and calming people down, I think it helps, you know, the youngsters that are there. Um, do you think we just have to make sure that, that we, we play we play it clever in that regard, yeah? Oh, without doubt. Um, I think we saw, I think that a major sight of this was last year towards the, the last sort of, the last five games when we things wrapped up um, he, he didn't go and throw Elliot in. He didn't go and throw Jones in for to just hand them games. It was yeah. all about you know trying to give them bits of experience to to lead them up to an eventual uh, eventual pathway. Uh, Trent is different because obviously Kleiner got injured at the time, and we, we it was an area we struggled in. Um, but it was it was, it was ridiculous. You know, it's, it's the way they're fitting in. Just it just seems seamless, right, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Kirby was very good at it. Yeah, in fairness, Ke- if fairness, Pep has been good with it with Foden as well, and, and a couple of younger lads, and uh, Foden being the main one that stands out with City. But if you look at the bigger clubs, a lot of young lads are, seem to have fitted in seamlessly. Whatever the English, well, I suppose for the English academies, they've changed things in the last ten years. Mm. But but at Liverpool, you know, these younger Neko Williams has has had a bit of grief in games off off a few people, but he came on yesterday. And and that side, we, we we'd seen the whole game. It was it was Leicester's plan to overload that side every time they came down their their <laughs> left air right, overload yeah. overload. Yeah. Milner had them in his pocket at times, and then yeah. obviously the thing with Williams when they brought um, Under on as well was the same thing. Go at him, try, try and make him nervous, but he didn't. He looked he just looked so uh, so calm. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, Kirby is obviously part of the master plan. And, um, you know, we've seen all the pictures over the last week or so, the farewell to Melwood. Mm-hmm. And now um, we see Kirby uh, kicking, you know, kicking to effect. The, the, you know, the thing for me on that is it's it's already obvious the way that players are able to come in and seamlessly integrate into the system and the way that we play. Um, that's only going to, that's only going to improve. You know, the lads who come through now are just going to, that they're really, you know, they're they're really set. You know, if you're coming through as a young teenager and you're now in that environment, you've got more chance than ever to flourish as a as a Liverpool player. I think. I think you know, the, the, the sky is the limit for for the lads coming through at that at that youth level. Andy, I want to break it down into two parts. Then, so what? Um, expanding on what Gar said, I'll let you take. Um, James Milner's performance, and I'll let um, I'll let Davo take uh, Curtis Jones' performance in a little while. So, as Gar alluded to, there it was obvious. I think Sky put a graphic up in the first sort of twenty minutes that all Leicester's uh, attacks and possession is like seventy nine percent of it was going down that side. It was a clear plan. We've seen Milner in the past. And my mind goes back to, I think, against Palace a few years ago where he was horribly exposed down that side when he came in, I think, for a game. Um, and we can see, I think we win the game, but we concede a lot of goals. Like, he has shown his vulnerability, but, um, he, like, he, his, his performance yesterday was just, was un, was off the charts, wasn't it? Yeah, it was excellent. Look, um, yeah. even when Trent plays there, teams tend to target, it's, it's mm. Generally, the weaker side, uh, when Van Dijk is playing on the left-hand side, and you know we have Matthew for Gomez, and then Trent. Trent tends to be uh, a lot more forward, but of course, Rogers love him or hate him, he's a good coach, and you're going to try and target the weaker area, uh, put the ball. Uh, down those areas into the spaces where Vardy can run on to them and use their pace, but Liverpool uh, killed them tactically. They were they sat a small bit deeper. Only a little bit deeper um, in out of possession just to negate that problem in over the back uh, top. But Milner was quality. We've had a lot of our own fans knock Milner lately. He seems to get it every season. And then he just turns up a performance like he did yesterday. He played right back for uh, whatever, 55 minutes and then uh, the rest of the game in the middle of the park. It was excellent. It's hard to um, it's hard to keep criticising a fellow like him. He, We've seen him playing left back brilliantly. We've seen him playing in the middle of the park brilliantly. We've seen him playing up higher in the pitch wide and swinging balls in. He's the sort of fella you want in your squad that can play anywhere. And again, his performance was excellent. I think Gar is dead right in saying that Klopp gets that balance really well. There's a few reasons why Williams didn't start uh, yesterday. I assume one of them is he played a lot of minutes for Wales. And then the other one, he's not exactly one of our younger players who've who's grasped their chances. Um, I think he got fucked up a little bit by being asked to play left full at one, one game just at the end of Brighton, the... Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he started off well on the ball, but he lost his confidence because he misplaced a pass or two. And the opposition mm. knew then, look, he's he's weak on his on his uh, left foot and they can't mm. target him, making him go inside and he panicked. And I think that was a bit of a setback from him, which is completely understandable. He's a young player. Um, but yeah, not not a bother on him when he did come in yesterday. So yeah, it was uh, a perfect time for him to come on, really, wasn't it? We were mm-hmm. in control. 
yeah, it was it was it was a perfect game in a lot of ways. I know we're not going to go larping on about the game too much, but um, it was a perfect opportunity for a lot of players there. I thought uh, Keita for the fifty odd minutes he played was a lot more brave, a lot more comfortable in the system than he has been this season, and I thought um, uh, Jones was braver too. He took a lot more chances. Um, he, he was excellent. Actually, I really enjoy watching mm, him. He's mm. he excites me. You just now looking at him, he's going to be a player that's going to excite you for years now. Mm. And Klopp has a lot of belief in him. I see the comments mm. there. Harley, uh, free riders. You would love to see Lamptey at LFC. Was it was it that game? Actually, was Lamptey playing on the right hand yeah, side? He was, yeah, he was. He was. He was very. He was very good that night against us. Yeah, uh, and, that, and he, he kind of showed up, up in Williams. that game. He was. He was the real quality at fullback, um, but it wasn't really fair to compare Williams playing on a left back. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Nico did come come on and do. I thought he did a solid job there. It was a good little confidence booster for him, I think, to give him those minutes. Um, we know the circumstances, but but look, he he, he got a good he got a good run out there. So mm. so Shane, in terms of um, Curtis Jones, um, Andy again saying there he he was excellent. Enjoyed watching him yesterday. I, I for me, he's now broken through that kind of. Um, you know that question mark that you have on certain players yeah. when they start to break through, and you, for me now he's a definite, you know, solid option in that midfield sort of rotation. And obviously, as the season wears on, we're going to need, um, you know, we're going to need young, fresh legs to come in from time to time. And he looks to me like the perfect um, option to do that. And 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 one thing that impressed me yesterday, he's not afraid to. To have a shot, I, I get the feeling he's going to contribute with some goals this season and maybe some important goals. Well, look, he, he, he showed, without a doubt, he showed us that in the in the derby when the tour team were out and, and, and knocked everything out of the cup with yeah. that goal. But Andy, Andy kind of alluded to it there earlier. It was more the bravery that stood out. It's a very, very hard thing to do at that age to go in into a middle of midfield for the champions, for a team that are expected to go, to expect it to win the league, go very far in the Champions League. And to kind of stamp his performance there, I thought Gene, he was quietly very good yesterday, probably just the anchor that the two lads needed, that they had a safety net there. But I thought uh, Kate, in fairness to him, was very good. But Jones yeah, just was, yeah. does, uh, uh, and it's, it's it, everything that he does is not safe, which is understandable. You can understand young players getting in and playing it safe, not want to make mistakes, ease their way in. But he takes chances and he takes chances in the right areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and he's just an exciting player, a very very confident player. You know, boy, I think he said it in an interview after a cup game last year. Maybe I want more minutes here and stuff like that, and and mm-hmm. uh, like showing showing that he feels like he should be a part of it. He's a very very confident player, and like you said, there a a really solid option. I, th- I think he'll play against Atalanta. I think he'll start, and I don't think there will be. I know Klopp would always say he doesn't have any reservations about putting players in. That's due to his, his good man's management. But I, I think behind the scenes and, and deep down in the conversations with backroom staff, he's absolutely no worries about playing Jones in any game, I would say, probably in any game. Lads, no. it's really str- it's really strange in the last sort of ten years the way academies and stuff. You know, you've you've got a lot of players, midfielders especially, who have become quite robotic. Like you know, you've got your indiscipline runners, your Gerards, and people who fly around and and, and do things at ninety miles an hour. But to see someone like Curtis Jones come through is really refreshing because there's a lot of these kids now, um, obviously being involved in that. 
who are getting, you know, who are being told, who are very robotic in the way they play. You know, there's there's, there's almost the bravery thing is is or, or the 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 doing something, you know, eccentric in them final two areas is almost chopped out of the game. There's almost a fear of of players going in now, especially younger lads in the games, especially. Into a squad like Liverpool's lads, let's be honest. Like, you know, it can't be easy to walk in. It just shows you the confidence the guy has. But in regards of, of players that they're, you know, they haven't got that bravery element about them really anymore. Like, and he just, you know, as, as you've just said, he, he, he'll have a shot from anywhere, he'll, he'll try something tricky. It's not something you often see from centre midfielders anymore. They're, they're generally safe players now who, you know, who are playing five and ten yard passes, who are part of a system. To, you know, especially Liverpool, the way we play in that mm. tre- that three in there, you, you know, it's it's very systematic. You know, you'll have your six, you'll have your eight, and 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 beyond that, you know, you'll have someone to link up with the with the front three. But so it's it's, it's a huge compliment to, to the guy himself, and I suppose and it goes down to Liverpool's <clears throat> um, academy staff as well that they haven't knocked any raw edges off, and they've told them to be brave. In, in in a lot of circumstances because we do see a lot of young kids coming through now who are very robotic and structured players in regards of midfielders yeah Gard, I mean, sorry right Gard, do, yeah. do you think that it might be uh, you mentioned fold and stuff like that you know that the underage Champions League that the yeah. players are getting experience in now they're playing mm-hmm. kind of the best at their age in the other top European teams like obviously your Amazon all them teams and they're kind of getting tactically a lot sounder than they would have done just playing reserve or under 16 football against in the old and way the academy was. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Still not, it's still not a really competitive uh, game. You know, you still have a lot of people complaining that they should be playing, you know, a better 23s or they should be, you know, putting B teams into lower leagues. To me, it's still not, you know, that competitive game that they're getting in the likes of the Champions League games or whatever. Um to fairness, if you want to look at the UK, they changed their academies, you know, up to you know they brought in St George's Park, and it looks like it's gonna, it's been the best thing. To P, they haven't got a manager to go with it, but anyway, <laughs> that's for another day. But the player, if you look at their young players coming through, they're certainly not braver at Davo. They're technically better. They're they're they've got it upstairs in regards to playing different positions as well. So you know, the, the, you know, fair play to them, whatever they're doing. Mm. Wish we could do it over here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, story, <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to international football a bit later. Maybe you can, pour, maybe you can pour your hearts out then. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Chris Brack says um, his defense, Jones's defensive work yesterday was was really impressive. Yeah. Um, off the ball has been a development area for him, but he seems to have really, you know, it. The midfield, our midfield can't afford any passengers, can it? You have to be prepared to do all of the hard graft and, and look to win the ball back. And he certainly has got the, uh, he's, you know, he's improved in that area. He's certainly got the ability um, to keep going uh, in, in that regard. Um, 
other comments about Jones improving every game. I think that's it, isn't it? We're only we're just seeing a at the moment a, a, a fairly steady upward trajectory for him, aren't we? I'm sure he will. Yeah, won't have brilliant games uh, every time he plays, but he certainly. I can't recall him having anything below a sort of six out of ten so far. Um, and for a player of that age, I think it's uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, yes, uh, Paul Scouts and Tommy saying uh, watching the game with with without the false. Uh, crowd noise we'll we'll ignore the first bit um um, <laughs> uh, uh, Milner was talking to Jones all the time um and that's not a surprise is it really you know that that's why you have players like Milner um on the pitch um and that's just that just goes to show uh, even when you know a sort of a, a leader like Van Dyke disappears all season we've got other people to step into that into that role. Um, uh, okay, so look, um, we'll we'll get on to we'll we'll move it on to the threat, and I, I just want to have a little bit a little <laughs> bit of a conversation about this, yeah, because it, it, in some respects, uh, Leicester were being um, built up as a threat um, by by certain people. Um, I'm not going to name any names, um, <laughs> even though Gar would, would love to stitch me up. Um, for a second time. Um, but look, we've seen the bookies still before. I haven't looked at any odds since yesterday's game, but the bookies still seem convinced that it was essentially between Liverpool and Manchester City. We've seen, you know, another. It's the, it's the same today. City are still second favourites today, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so a lack it was a lacklustre Man City performance in, in, in many respects. I know they have all these, you know, shots on target stats and all that sort of stuff, but but Tottenham handled them perfectly and, and they were always a threat to score on the break. Kane and Son were excellent. And that leads you into thinking, well, can Spurs potentially sustain this and in reality if they keep Kane fit for a whole season for a change, yeah. then maybe they will. Um, come up with a with a, a points tally in the eighties that might be good enough to be there or thereabouts. Um, uh, and then you know Chelsea are quietly kind of on the improve. I think a lot of people are starting to be impressed with the way that they're starting to build something, and they're certainly building the number of uh, clean sheets. Uh, I don't think outside of those teams, anyone else is realistic. I don't think anyone like United or Arsenal will be uh, consistent enough this season. So I, I'm going to still stick with Man City getting their act together at some point and, and going on a, a sustained run. Um, they've had plenty of difficult fixtures so far. So um, I would imagine that they've got a fairly easy run of games coming up without looking at things. Um, I guess the only other thing that, is the threat to us is this continuation of the of the injuries and, and COVID. Um, you know, the combination of that um, is still looming large despite yesterday's performance. I think I think Klopp just inspired the team yesterday to go out and show that we can respond in the face of adversity. The captain's saying he sees no threats. We're head and shoulders above everyone else. That's the type of talk that Gav would definitely endorse because he is back on the countdown uh, of 24 <laughs> more wins. <laughs> Probably doesn't take 24 more wins, but he's back on that one. 
uh, with six wins on the board, 24 more to go. So I'm going to throw it over to um, I'm going to throw it over to Andy first. Who's who's the most realistic threat for you at the moment, Andy? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would have said City up to this weekend. They're they're really starting to show how vulnerable they are. Um, they, you know, just before the game, I just got this feeling Spurs were going to do them, and they really did do them. Um, they they made them look very ordinary. The City team we see nowadays is just in flashes. There's flashes of brilliance, but they just can't sustain that level that they had a few seasons ago. Um, Spores, Spores are de- they're they're a fit Harry Kane away from a ninety a ninety point season. I think if they could keep him fit all season, they'll get ninety points. But really, without them, they don't seem to click. Um, mm. Not not you know under Jose and how they're playing now. I think it, it makes everything happen, and he, he's really doing well in the the role he's playing this season. Chelsea, I think their consistency will do them. And I mean, looking at the odds here, Paddy Power still see Man City as second favourites, but it's 23 to 10. I mean, that's it drifted out there. I mean, mm. it's getting to the stage where it's going to be Liverpool favourites and anybody else, mm. you know, at, with with, uh, with with the next best price. Um, I really do see us uh, winning the title again if we can improve our injury situation. What's mm. happened the last five or six weeks is absolutely catastrophic. Um, we can't let Matup be out long-term. We can't let Fabinho be out long-term. These guys need to, if they pick up little small uh, knocks, they're going to have to just painkillers their way through games and see where it brings us because um, the another one or two long-term injuries, it's going to have a devastating effect on the team and, and it's, it's impossible uh, to come back from that, I mean, I, I think if we if we got another situation like Gomez or Van Dijk, I just I think I just give up hope. I think I just accept that it just wasn't to be, mm. um, because you just can't keep going the way they're going, uh, the way things are going. And Klopp had a right go with the media, a right go with the media. Yes, he had already seen the the um the interview that Sky didn't show, but there was there was bits where he got into. Uh, a bit of an argument with um, Jeff Shreves. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah Jeff Shreves, um, yeah. Yeah, it's um, this business of of the two uh, main broadcasters fighting over early kickoffs and, and not really taking consideration for the, the players. And um, it's supposed to be all about health and safety now, and certainly not. But yeah, look, it's, it's our title as long as we can keep players fit. Um, if we can keep players fit and we don't win the title, we, we must have fucked it away because I don't think there's any quality there, any close to us at 100%. Yeah. Gar, um, so many key players out yesterday and we win the game 3-0, you know, five or six nailed on starters uh, and we overcome it. But that puts us on a bit of a knife edge, doesn't it, really? Um you know, as Andy says, more injuries. You know, if we if we if we're, if we're ever in a situation where we have to play, for example, Nat Phillips and Reese Williams mm. as a centre back combo, or if we have maybe six more games of Adrian, um, these are things that will really lead to points being dropped that we can't recover from, won't it? So, yeah. I mean, in some ways, that's probably the biggest threat, isn't it? 
Yeah, we've we've seen how you know it's, it's horrific what's 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 going on. Obviously, Van Dijk's injuries is a totally different thing. You know, Gomez uh, it, from reports was a non non-impact landing, so it just shows you know the mm. the, the pressure some of these guys run there. I'm no Raymond Verhoeven, but um, <laughs> but uh, the, egg. the the old egg, yeah. But but you could just see you know there's constantly players breaking down with, within the league. Uh, another one, another one I saw yesterday in a game as well, a uh, hammer injury. Um, it's it, it's ridiculous. Um, the the, the condensed preseason. Um, the, the I'm I'm not a lover. I'm, I'm, I suppose we're going to talk about the international games. Have been an absolute joke. Um, I think uh, one of the, one of the managers yesterday had a go at someone for playing someone in three three games as well. It's ridiculous. Carry on. Um, I mean, three games was unprecedented, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's usually two, but but when I when I it dawned on me that there was a third one coming up on about I think it was about Monday, Sunday, Monday time, and I realised that it still wasn't over. Genie played his played his three games for for Holland. He, he didn't he didn't play the fourth one, didn't he? Ah, really? He's okay. on the bench. Uh, um, but it's it's ridiculous. The play, the players, you know, as I've said, it's condensed preseason. There's there's so much. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some managers. If, if Poch, I'll give you an example, that's Poch Tino is known for doing three sessions a day. If he was with a club at the moment, could you imagine his players to be breaking down like fuck at the moment? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mourinho was a, a, a two two session a day. Uh, uh, now, in fairness, I, I, I'm sure he's changed his ways, but he he was at United. Um, it looks like he's changed his ways because Spurs seem to be getting away very lightly at the moment to injury wise, because. Uh, you know, Harry Kane is known to to break down every now and then, but he looks fit as a fiddle in fairness to him. Mm. And played, he didn't play the first England game, did he? No, I don't. I think Calvert Leon started. Yeah, he? yeah. So if, if, if they don't look like they're going to break down, so some managers are, you know, are probably uh, adapting their training in different ways. But it's it, it's going to tell a tale. And Klopp's interview was right yesterday. You know that that. They're flogging players out here, lads, uh, especially with these internationals that, that there was no need for. Mm. Any of these games could have been put off. Um, the, the increase of COVID come back to clubs has been seen in each of the three times they've gone away. Um, it's it, it's a joke. Um, you know, Klopp rightly spoke about yesterday as well with the TV, the two broadcasters. You know, scheduling the way they're scheduling the games. It's, 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 you know, there's this thing that we've all, you know, people have always had pops at players. Uh, they only train for an hour a day. And, you know, th- there's a lot of travel on these guys, lads. There's, you know, there's a lot of jet lag. Some of these lads are coming home three o'clock in the morning, up for a session the next morning as well. You know, um, it's, you know, it's easy for us to say that as, you know, sitting ho- home on a couch. But, um, if, if you're living that life, I'd imagine it can't be easy. Let's well, Pep, Pep mentioned it in his press conference, I think, after the game yesterday. I think they just yeah, might have asked did, him yeah. about, about could he get what coaching he can deal with. Like, I think he was probably talking about the back four, the new centre back. And he just goes, No, he just says it's impossible. And he said, It's not. He says, I'm not making excuses for us, the same for everybody, but he just goes, Not. He says, There's no coaching going on, it's just recovery and playing. So there you go. No sense. That's, yeah. that's, like, that's where we are with that. It is. It's mad stuff, isn't it? It is mad stuff. Uh, Owen Burke says a bad spell will be bad for Spurs and Jose will blame the players again and, and the usual. I'm, I'm not conv- I'm not convinced the Spurs defensively, even if they keep Kane fit, I wouldn't yeah. be. Oh, it's it's defensively I'd worry about. It, it's like, I don't think Lloris isn't good enough. He's that tear down the Premier League. He's not top oh, yeah. tier goalkeeper. Uh, mm-hmm. Material. Right. If Doyer at the back there... Um, 
do you know what I mean? Aldevoir hasn't been the same from he got over that he? he pulled yeah. up yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. him who pulled up yesterday, yeah. Yeah. RDA, RDA is a loose cannon. The left fullback looks like a really good player, but he's it, it, it kind of the bits and pieces I've seen about him is everything is about going forward. He's not too keen about uh, walking back or, or what goes on behind him. So it would be more defensive. You'll be worried. It would be Spurs as worried if I was a Spurs fan. Mm. Um, Chelsea, listen, it comes it comes down to if you look. I think it will be City because. With the quality they have, they'll get their act together. And I look at the manager standing on the sideline as well. And mm-hmm. like Lampard being on the sideline is definitely a disadvantage to Chelsea when it comes up against the likes of Mourinho. I know they're in, they're in a good spell at the moment. They're playing each other the weekend. But yeah, like yeah. Solskjaer, like we've, Klopp and Pep are head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, above the rest, possibly, possibly not Mourinho if he has his mojo back and, and he's 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 liking things at the minute. But I, I just I don't I don't see Chelsea having enough. They have a great squad to like and they've some good players to come back in defensively. A little bit ropey as well, I think. But look at like you said earlier, I alluded to. I think our new Holy Trinity is is Matip, Fabinho, and Allison. And mm. if if you keep the three of them fit for the most part, I believe you keep. Alisson and Fabinho fit for the most part. We know Matip is probably going to have to drop out. Maybe he doesn't play Wednesday because it'll be three games in the week with Saturday. Yeah. If, if you can keep them that, that three to play for the majority of games yeah. for the rest of the season, you'd have to be very confident of us uh, of, of us winning the league. Yeah, league just, a, just 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 um, before we wrap up, still on Spurs, Kieran there saying um, that 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 Spurs are, are all right. Um, and Europa will hurt them in the new year. I actually think, surely, if they're in contention, if the top four looks pretty much assured and they're in a tight, in a proper title challenge, surely they've pretty much been off the Europa League. You know, there's, there's no point in going after the Europa League. I don't, I don't think so. Mourinho loves the trophy. I think yeah. he'll go for it. And, and as well, Ray, if you look at it now, the season is so scattered. It's not like, say, last season or the, any normal season where Thursday night you're always playing on Sunday and it's a mad disadvantage. Every team has, has games all everywhere, the all over yeah. the place. You don't know when, yeah. you, you don't know when yeah. you're going to be playing. You could be, like, there's Sunday night slots, there's, there's everything. There's like, it, it's mad. So it, it's, it's, it's probably not as much of a hindrance this season as it would normally be, I, I would have thought. Anyway. Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, look, that's, the next that's Spurs, Spurs made before I go on. Sorry, right? But Spurs made a huge sign in sending Maiden Hoiberg. They've had to p- pigeonhole, try and pigeonhole Dyer in their times. And mm. on Belle last year, times had to play defensively. Hoiberg is that natural sit and hold him in field that breaks up playing, doesn't he? Is a huge signing for them, lads. So it'll be interesting to see if he breaks down how well they suit in defensive field because I think they'll struggle if he goes missing. Yeah, the next, the next three, three of the next four games for Spurs. Um, you mentioned it, there, Shane. They're playing Chelsea next. Um, then they play um, Arsenal at home. Um, then they've got an okay game against Palace, but then they play us. So um, at Anfield. So I guess if they come out of those four games and they're top of the league after those four games, you've got to say that. You know, you'd have to give them the dues and say if mm-hmm. they if they fancy the chances from from that point, then you'd have to agree with it, wouldn't you? That they were a, a genuine contender if they come out of those four games, top of the league. 
Oh, absolutely. I, 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 they, they lost to Everton. They obviously, they beat City. Uh, they lost to Everton the fourth game. That was really, there was really a lot of kick up from the fans and stuff like that after that opening day defeat Everton. I know, mm. I, I, I assume anyway, with the fixtures we've had, we've had the toughest start. And for us to be up there after playing the, playing the teams that we've played, uh, I don't think Spurs have played anywhere near. I think their, their tough time is coming up now. But Definitely. yeah, listen, we're we're up there after having the tough run, and they're coming into theirs now. So let's let's see what they have, really. Yeah, right. We're going to move on to the next topic, and it was um, it was I guess born out of the controvert bit of a controversy um, over the last week uh, in the island camp. Um, a video shown um, as a as a motivational uh, tool. Um, and someone has let the sort of cat out the bag in relation um, to that. Um, is this one yours, Andy? Yeah, yeah. But just before we get into it there, I've just put a message up in the comments. Uh, okay, boys and girls, we want the fifth topic now. Uh, you have the duration of this topic to come up with our fifth topic. Make it fun. Uh, the winner, whoever comes up with the best suggestion, and we, we talk about it, is going to get a fancy. So anyway, yeah, right, that is indeed my topic. Uh, it, in fact, it's Gar's topic, but, I, but we have two, <laughs> two, um, two good ones in Gar. So yeah, I'll take it. Um, so basically, the, the first thing I needed to know, like just for curiosity, was what was the video? Was it something mad? Like, you know, was it something really stupidly inappropriate? Or was it a few games against England that uh, some of these players mightn't remember? Uh, I'm just kind of uh, wet their lips a little bit. So it turned out it was a it was a three minute video, um, and it had little bits of the you know Anglo Irish history, um, and then a little bit of uh, some Ireland and uh, England games. So we grow up. Fair to say, lads, we grow up here. <laughs> with, with with a sort of a dislike for for um for for England, it's pretty understandable, right? Ray Cedar for the other side, it's it's probably not as <laughs> it's probably not as um. Not we support so, you. We support yeah, you. Yeah. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. So Stephen Kenny and his wisdom thought it was a good idea to G these players up a little bit. Um, and whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, what happened should have never really left the dressing room. It should have followed the dressing room code, speak to the captain, captain speaks to the manager, and uh, players make their voice known <laughs> that they felt it was inappropriate and they don't want to happen. But instead, they broke that dressing room, trust and code. And what... Well, what annoyed me really um, when I when Kenny was getting the job because I'd love to see him given the chance, but but a reality really annoyed me, and that was when McAteer said that when when Brian Kerr came in, uh, the players felt they were too big for him and they didn't respect him, and he didn't get the dressing room from the very beginning, and 
I was annoyed that maybe McAteer was wrong and that surely they're not like that. But look, he was there. I wasn't. I, I think it's pretty sad that a, an Irish manager for your national team isn't given every chance. And before Stephen Kenny even gets a start, uh, he's lost his dressing room. And this this tells you straight away that he's not going to la- last long in the job. No matter what, what he does now, he has players in there who are who are going and telling tales on him. I mean, the last thing you do, you see good dressing rooms like our own, um, the Liverpool dressing room, how how uh, together they are. Like, I hate using that family thing, but they really are. They die for each other. And you see the scenes from the Scotland dressing room after they qualified. Mm. And that's what you want to see uh, in football. Those guys just will will do anything for each other. And we have an Irish team now that lacks quality, lacks talent. All we really have is a bit of pride in our nation, a little bit of pride in in uh, the colours. And when when you hear stuff going on in the dressing room at the very beginning, look, fair enough if you'd had three or four years in the job and they've a pound a hole listen to them. But without even giving them a chance, they've broke the dressing room cold. And I think it's a no-no. Um, uh, we've all played football. We've all sort of at different levels. You know, the dressing room is like things get said and and you know you wouldn't say in 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 public but whatever whatever motivates players whatever you can do um should have never left the dressing room no matter how bad it was yeah i mean uh, all the comments that you you've seen you know the comments on twitter it was all about um it was all about you know the, the snake or the rat or whatever you want to term you want to use there was actually very little chatter about people really wanting to um wanting to understand what the video was like no one was really interested everyone hmm. was interested in who 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 is this individual like who is you know who who's going against you know the 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 manager in this kind of unwritten rule and whatnot i mean gar i i take it you're of a similar opinion on that yeah yeah, 100%. Whatever, you know, you know there's there's, th- there's a line you cross, isn't there, really? And, you know, as long as it's not racial or anything like that, listen, it, it was it was videos of past games. There was supposed to be some comments that followed it that some of the players are, sorry, some of the staff or one staff in particular got a bit humpy about um, after his three-minute video. It's ridiculous, carry on. Um You've got a, if well, I would say he's a young manager, but he's you got a guy being given a chance here. Um, it, yes, it is a cheap option by the FAI, but listen, it is what it is. So you need to get on with it. And he's touched on you know things that have gone on, you know, as regards talent and and things like that in the country at the moment. You know, it's hard enough for the guy as it is in regards to even Kenny with, with the squads he's having to pick. He's having to go to lower leagues to get lads in. Uh, you know he's he's picking more lads from the Irish league than ever now, which 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 is I suppose is a good thing, you know, for the, for the league itself because there's not that many you know much talent going about going abroad or, or breaking through at the moment. So give the lad a bit of a chance. Don't hang him out to dry. And Andy just touched on something there. Like players are quick to you know quick to judge. You heard that Brian Kerr. You know look what he did for a lot of kids around this country. Um, and you've got people who are just quick enough to shaft them and go look at them and look down upon them. That, that's not right. Like it just shows you, you know how how cocky some lads are. You know they, they think they've done it all. You know, in regards to McIntyre, like you know he didn't do a lot. 
Let's be honest here, lads. But listen, Gerard, I, I, I've heard Kevin Caban saying there was no issues with care when you came in. Yeah, so we thought I heard that from yeah, Caban. I probably, yeah. I probably tells you a lot about where McAteer probably was in his career at that time, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just I, I know that. There seems to be a little bit from the bits and pieces I picked, people that were kind of loyal to Mick McCarthy. I've seen Gary Brain as well, stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of going down the same kind of avenue, about not not slate and Stephen Kenny, but kind of saying, listen, he's going to have to get it right in the training ground because players will see through it very quick. But listen, how many how many Irish managers in the past have managed in the group stages of Europa League? I, I, I don't think there's any guard, is We're missing someone that's jumping out on me. Or I know we had Trapatoni, obviously, who was at the top of the game going back into the into the eighties, but I'm t- like you're, you're talking, it's only, it's only it, trapping on Neil, isn't it? Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like uh, so like we're like it does be slim pickings in general with the FAI for managers. We're after getting a fella in who's after taking on and I should say sorry, managed to taking a League of Ireland team to the group stages of the of the Europa League, which is like it really is. It's the biggest achievement in Irish in club football. Really, when you can do that, you know you've had Dundalk do it twice and Rovers yeah. do, do it. And it was like you thought sometimes that it'd never be done, but it is done now. But I would, I would be totally in agreement with Andy and and, and Gard. Like for me, whoever leaked that has to be gone. Like the FAI put a statement out saying they consider the matter closed. Well, if that fella's still around, whoever he is, mm. well then the matter isn't closed because. Mm. Like Stephen Kenny, he's had an awful time as regards, like he had the debacle about the, where the lad sat in the plane, COVID, he's been losing players, he hasn't been able to get his uh, full squad together, he, like the, 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 the players were dropping like flies due to COVID, etc, etc. He's had a tough on the pitch getting it like, uh, getting the style of play maybe across and stuff with that results haven't gone, but for me, the like the, the result of the game I'd look at as the Slovakia game where it really mattered and I thought we were really good that night. We obviously got beaten on penalties, but we created a good bit. But whoever this fella is, I, I don't think the matter slows till he's gone because someone has the knives sharpening knives for Kenny. He's only in the job. People forget Michael O'Neill in the North lost his first 10 games. I think Arthur didn't yeah. win in his first 10. And Jesus, they were they'd have, they'd have carted him down the streets of Belfast that they could have when he left to go to Stoke with getting them to... Uh, major tournament and, and what, what he did there like the, like he's revered up there now so just give him some time but that fella has to go wherever he is he has to fucking go because you, you can't have that you, you just you just can't have it he, he needs to be gone mm. and Andy do you think this is just all born out of frustration I mean seven games without a goal for Ireland the last win was 12 months ago the result I know there's been some you know, bright performances. Big Joe Walsh has been heaping praise on some of these uh, some of these performances over the last few months. But really, do you think it, it the, the frustration has just kind of boiled over, and 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 someone's just kind of said like, you know, bollocks to this sort of thing? Does it come down to that ultimately? If they, if you know, if Ireland were pulling out a result here and there, then none of this would have happened. Yeah, well, it's still it's only seven games at the end of the day. Like I, I wasn't aware um, Mick O'Neill lost his first ten at the Nordies, but um, look, he, he needs to be given a chance. And someone in the comments there says it was an FAI official. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, first of all, what the fuck was an FAI official doing in the room anyway? Um, and Andy, secondly, Andy, Andy, it's a member of his backroom staff. 
and someone who left the squad recently enough. I'm not obviously for legal reasons. Uh, I won't name any names. Well, but did, but did said person not put out a robust statement? Uh, uh, did, did, or was there not yeah. a robust statement? There was just um, watch your inha- just watch your inhalers. <laughs> um now well anyway look um either way if it was an FAI official they were part of the selection process, they yeah, were part yeah. of picking them. You don't go against the board. You you know, they agreed things as a board, they agreed things as a as an official. So seven games, two months, a lot of games in two months, you know. Um it's a it's a difficult job, no matter what. You get Jackie Sharp wouldn't be able to do that with that team at the moment. Um, there's absolutely um, there's there's fuck all. There's no look. There's no excuse after seven games. As I said at the start here, if I had a, if I had to come out with her pissed off him after a year, fair enough, right? You know the daggers come out then, the sharp the noise, but not this early. Hmm. Um. I guess, can someone just explain to me, yeah? Because it's come up on the comments. It's up there. The Paul O'Connell fear of God's speech. Oh, <laughs> an Ireland rugby documentary and uh, speech he gave before one of the games. I assume probably England. <laughs> probably was England. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, well, yeah, it, it was, was the and... game. Um, look, don't forget uh, that that tribalism, that... Um, that uh, kind of not hatred but that that rivalry between Ireland and England exists in rugby as well and mm. they're and they're real gentlemen's like you know they're not scumbags like soccer fans <laughs> 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 but uh, when they were coming to play in Crow Park there was it you know respect history and respect people's feelings that grew up throughout all this in, um, in Ireland and they were coming to play in Crow Park and it was a, it was a big deal and uh, Paul O'Connell made a wonderful speech and look, there's you, 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 you say that in that dressing room to rally the um the troops, and look, he was recorded doing it all, and it was fine. Uh, Stephen Kenny, poor old Stephen Kenny from Tala, uh, who only who only managed in the League of Ireland, to try something to, to to motivate his players, and he nearly loses his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got an uphill. He has got an uphill battle, though, hasn't he? Let, let let's face it. You know. Um, but let, let, let yeah, just let that uphill battle be on the pitch, though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at the minute, he's kind of yeah. fighting. He's kind of exactly. fight, he's fighting two or three different fights. Let let look. His job is hard enough with kind of the standard of player, and we haven't replaced Robbie Keane, and and, and goals goals seem to be a problem. But let him get on with it on the pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's it's hard enough. And that's Barry's point. He's saying Ireland will never progress progress until another goal scorer like Robbie Keane comes along. I mean, every we we touched on England a bit earlier and Harry Kane and him being rested. You know, England sort of an embarrassment of riches up front. Uh, Ireland could just do with one such striker, and I think it would solve quite a lot of their ills at the moment, wouldn't it? Because the one thing Ireland will always give you is solidity at the back, isn't it? That You know, yeah. so well organised, you know, they're never going to be uh, leaking goals left, right and centre. So, you know, hopefully that player will come along before too too long. But at the moment, it's, uh, it's certainly a struggle uh, on and off the pitch. So um, 
We Lads, Andy, I have. Andy, Sorry, have you got crossing. the fifth top? Yeah, yeah I was gonna yeah, before I, we get I on. Have, yeah, I've been I've been studying the comments really well, and, and I'm I'm between two. So we're gonna we're okay. gonna go, we're gonna close the suggestions now. It's between Rajiv Kumar and Harley Free Riders Y N R A. So. Uh, Harley suggests the fifth topic. What do we think of the Everest comments? I'm not sure exactly which comments you mean, but I did watch Ever and I thought it was an interesting watch yesterday. If you want to just um, clarify he what said, he, he, he said, three leagues. they have to win two or three leagues, three, another couple of leagues to be considered a great team, Liverpool. Yeah. And, and Rajiv's uh, Kumar's con- uh, suggestion was about players going down in the box. What 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 can we do about it? I mean, the the topic of uh, cheap penalties now is 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 quite hot at the moment. Uh, there's a number of uh, factors. There's the the referees, of course, and then there's the players having to go down. So I think there's a good bit of discussion on both. Uh, Rajiv's could be good. Harley's. What do we reckon? Will we isn't, talk. Is it, isn't isn't Rajiv uh, the guy who got Grizz's cricket score the other week and won a prize? Same fella, is it? Did he win a prize already? <laughs> I think he did. Rajiv, be, be honest. The Stewart's in ah, we gotta, gotta go with the other one then. Rajiv Kumar, did you guess Grizz's cricket score a few weeks ago on this competition? Rajiv, have you won a prize? Come clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so should we start with Harley's? We I think, look, I Harley's think we'll. I think we'll go with Harley's. Well done, Harley. Right? Yeah. It, it's. Man. Yeah, let's talk about Ever because. He has history with us. He does. And I thought I thought he was very complimentary to Liverpool yesterday. I thought he was um he, he did his best to to try and remain loyal to his Man United fans. But what just think? I mean, look, he's you see, Everett's an interesting one, isn't he? Because um I like I don't think he's a, a particularly like and this isn't biased against ever and the history and everything, but I just don't think he's cut out to be a pundit. I mean, half of them aren't really. They, they, you know, mm-hmm. the the you know they're ex footballers that they get. You know, that's how they get these gigs. Essentially, they're ex footballers, but it doesn't automatically mean that they're going to make a great pundit. And I think ever just hasn't got the kind of I don't know. He's just, he's just not level headed enough for me, and he just comes up comes out with random shouts and maybe that is maybe he's being advised by sky to get stuff out there to get the the clicks and the sound bites and you know the, the talk sport type of um approach with what what he's doing because obviously he's had a few you know earlier in the season when united were getting battered like and he was having meltdowns <laughs> and saying i don't you know i think i won't Ruby i think yeah, I think one with contract cancel, I don't want to be doing any more United games. Like, like whether that's true or not, like, I mean, it, it, it was a little bit, like, it was a little bit pathetic at the time. And, and, and even there was a game, uh, there was a game that he was on there recently and he just got into a, a big debate with, I think it was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Um, I think it was the, the, the United Chelsea game. It was nil nil and it was really drab. And he just seemed to go at Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Again, it's just like I, I, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's essentially on the wind up. To be honest with you, and I don't think it's specifically calling out Liverpool. I think you know, I think this is his mo, and I think we'll see it 
you know, I, I think Sky think they're onto something here by having him on. But personally, once he starts going in, you know, going on and on and on, I just switch the fella off. Mm. Yeah. Well, he had he had he had he had Sky running for the the, the legal department anyway a few weeks ago about Moyes yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. When how, he off him on, how did he? Like, how how exactly? How is he back? Like it's it's mad. And I have to say, I didn't enjoy him yesterday. I thought Youngbo I thought Freddie Youngbo yesterday was absolutely excellent. His punditry, mm. his yeah. the way he spoke about coaching, the way he spoke about systems. Obviously, he is a coach, but yeah, I, I thought a few times, Andy, he put everything in his play, plays yesterday. More more than three or four times he did. And uh, Youngbo just sat there in his Calvin Klein pants with a smug face. I'm going, oh, you know what I'm talking about here. We do have our bleeding shirt up. I thought Youngboy was was so refreshing yesterday. Yeah, he was he very was. very complimentary about us. Um, I think I did put a comment to the group. Youngborg is a red, uh, but I have to say I, th- I really really enjoyed Freddie Youngborg as as a pundit yesterday. And as for ever, the guy ends up in the league around all the times. So that just show you what guy wants to do with him. If absolute comedy show he is. Yeah, that that is, and I mean that's what that's what appeals to a lot of people these days, uh, and and it's how they want their punditry served up. Mm. It's it's not often uh, someone really insightful lasts. They have to have something else about them. Like I yeah. mean, I think Carragher and, and Neville's uh, um, stuff is quite insightful, um, but they but, but they have a kind of a little bit of a duo act going on as well. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't really last. Mm, ever mm. ever see seems like a mad fucking thing. Like they, to come out with that live on air about Zaha to um to do videos of himself licking chickens and post them online <laughs> <laughs> to, to walk and pass his fans like um eating a a, a dummy arm. Uh mm. you know like this was <laughs> I think he was tore, I think he was tore down with Marseille as well, Gar. Was he didn't he was yeah. there something happened with the crowd? He got yeah, wasn't he, it? He, he, yeah. He got in proper trouble in Marseille with his own fans over like they were going through a bad time or something. And I think he went down and made some sort of gesture, was caught melting yeah. off something. To them. There was hassle there anyway. And I think he was basically might have been just released. He, he, he went to their ultras, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he something like that. Yeah. 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 I think 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. He's a ticking time bomb, to be honest with you. Yeah, for Sky, I. Yeah, he has to be. Look, you think about it, right? He he did the joke about Suarez um, biting the arm, um, and this was after his his history with Suarez is is quite serious. Like, mm. I mean, mm. he's gone and made accusations of racism. Uh, it's uh, the the FA took a very serious approach with, uh, rightly so, and they charged Suarez on the balance of probability. So. He made a serious ac- accusation to investigate, and it was, and it was, and it's a serious topic, right? And it was a statement put out uh, that the FA uh, or the Premier League they won't tolerate racism. And then he starts making a joke about the fella. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, if you want, if you want these topics to be taken seriously, don't, don't, don't make a mockery of them two or three years on. So he's he's a fucking lunatic. But I did I did kind of enjoy him. Uh, 
pandering to to Liverpool. Like you know, it was nice. It was nice that he he said so much, and then it was like he was thinking in his head, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna get there. They're all gonna be on me back tonight on social media." So I better I better kind of reverse out of this and start uh, trying to say that they're not a great team. But he made a valid point about that. It's a point we've all made. Are Liverpool a great team? Can you can you say they're a great team until they've they've kind of done what the great teams before them have done and back titles up with titles and and Champions League or European Cups, or European Cups. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, mm. If Klopp wants to go down as a great, he, he he has to fill that cabinet up a bit more. Although modern football is a hell of a lot more competitive, um, I think he he has a valid point there. Yeah, I would I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I, I think. Like going doing back to back doing a Champions League, obviously getting get, getting to a like losing losing the Europa League final, Champions League final, win the Champions League, win the league. It's been good pro- uh, progression there, but you'd like to think we'll end up with a couple more trophies, uh, big trophies in the cabinet before he uh, before he moves on or retires or goes managing Germany or whatever he's going to do. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, yeah, I think. That would that would be an absolute certainty if it wasn't for COVID. To be honest mm. with you, if COVID hadn't struck and kind of robbed us of kind of going and seeing these lads and and everything that goes with it, I think we would have been in for a good three or four years of sustained success. I think COVID really has got us got got us kind of you know second guessing ourselves um, most weeks because of the situation that we find ourselves in injury wise and it kind of level in the playing field a little bit um without the crowd and so on so mm. um look we'll we'll um I, i've i picked up on the irish stands comments here knock the ever talk um uh, they are desperate for us to get onto the start 11 against atalanta hold that talk before we finish we will so i'll i'll ask the irish stands to post that team in the chat for the fifth time I think it will be um, <laughs> after, after we've spoken after we've spoken about uh, international football. So uh, stick it back in there as we wrap up on that. Yeah. Um, so we'll get back to international football and thanks and uh, thanks for the topic suggestions. Uh, Rajiv Kumar has been very gracious there uh, in coming a, a very close uh, runner-up. So we will uh, in future competitions. Uh, Rajiv, we will let you participate. Uh, (laughs) We'll lift the bar and order um, and you will be back in play for the next competition, um, providing that Grizz isn't sending you DMs with the answer um, like he did on that cricket score. Um, Right. um, So um, we'll go on to international um, football. Um, So that must have been, by the powers of deduction, that must have been Shane's topic, yeah? Um, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hand it over to you, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was. It wasn't. Listen, it, it's not a topic I brought up as a, a an international football bashing exercise. Considering we lost Gomez uh, through injury, then obviously Salah. some other uh, Henderson, Salah, and stuff like that. It's more. It was. It, it's kind of more. Uh, more kind of what happened to it, really. Like uh, going back to the years, Gareth and uh, Gareth and Andy will probably remember because I can remember getting notes to get off early from school because Ireland there was no floodlights and lands down road. You get a note off from school so you get home fifteen minutes earlier to watch the match. It was it was a big thing, 
And just, I, I think it's like a few different things. I know Phil uh, put a big long-winded essay, a message in, <laughs> what he thought I had a read of it. Obviously, with Phil, some very, some very good points and stuff like that. But is it like just more a chat between uh, the four of us? Kind of has it been like globalization, like things, 24 hour coverage, social media, like the World Cup used to be the pinnacle. It was the only time you'd see the best players in the world. And then, as obviously, as the Champions League got bigger and bigger and bigger, the money got bigger and bigger, all these players go to where the money is. We start seeing them an awful lot more. There's no, um, what's the word? There's no kind of surprise anymore with international football. You go to a World Cup you, or a European Championships and you go, Jesus, who was your man? Or, Jesus, he was a player. Yeah. We, we, know, we know everything about everybody. And mm. just, it, it, I think, obviously the Champions League has overtaken it. I wouldn't be, a, it'd be the, I'll hold my hand up, I wouldn't be a huge lover of international football, I think. And, and I, don't, I don't mind someone criticising me on that. Like... Liverpool will be the will be more important to me. Liverpool's result will be more important to me than Ireland. I know that could be in hot water. Some people think Jesus Christ, but that's just how I am. Obviously, want Ireland to do well. Absolutely, I'd be on that bandwagon if they qualify in your green jersey in the pub, falling around the pub. But I just think mainly social media as well. It's a lot more tribal. I think as 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 pushed as well the tribalism between fans and clubs and stuff like that. And just putting it out there to you is what you think it has been, because obviously it, it, it absolutely used to be the pinnacle of, of all sport, particularly the World Cup. But it, it's kind of it's fallen away badly, obviously due to the Champions League, etc. So that's yeah, just yeah. The the other thing that Klopp touched on yesterday, Shane, and I'll, I'll send it over to Andy and Gar. But basically, he 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 alluded to the fact that not only is the is the Premier League product being badly impacted by the schedule and the, and the TV, that all of these injuries are going to accumulate to the point where you're going to damage, seriously damage the product that the Euro 2020 is going to, is going to be because you're going to be without law of averages now says you're going to be out without so many key players, high profile players. It's going to dilute the tournament to an extent because you're going to have players out that, that, you know, in any other ordinary kind of year, um, you'd expect to see playing. So, like everything is having a knock-on effect, really. Like so, too many international games is ultimately going to lead to a, a weaker international tournament. And maybe the only thing that will come out if this tournament even goes ahead, and 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 it still seems a far-fetched idea that it's going to be spread out across multiple countries, but. The one thing that we might get, um, Gar, is we might we might we might get a bit of a surprise winner at the end of it uh, next year, mightn't we? Yeah, I think so. I think with everything that's going on, I think with the injuries, I think every it's a snowball effect, isn't it? If, if you look, just take England for instance. Look at Southgate, lads. He's handing out international caps like he's giving out Tic Tacs in his new derby. <laughs> look, he's almost giving every. Here, here, you have one. You have you have one. It, it, it's become ridiculous. And, I, and I, I know I mentioned the comment last week. I think I said it to Davo a few weeks ago in regards to the saturation of talent around around the world at the moment. Uh, I, I seriously think that you know just. You used to have this bracket of ten elite elite footballers. You go, wow, you know, you, you, you know, you'd, it, well, 
you know, me and Davo are young lads, so we'd have had the the the, the panini stickers, etc. Like, you know, I'm not sure about you two lads, but uh, but <laughs> but it seems to be the saturation of talent, the internationals giving out caps so easily now. It's it, it's everything. It's it's just being diluted, and then the Nations League came across, came along, and and whatever format they use, it's, I just think it's really really poor. It's it it's not done right. Um, I know they're trying to keep you know trying to. Calm down the friendlies, but it's it, it's it's poxy to look at, lads. Um, in my opinion, um, I don't enjoy it anymore. I know I do love watching international games and seeing what you know, as as we would have seen, potential stars or potential players that could move to the Premiership. Uh, but it's not like that anymore. It's it's it, I think it's, it's saturated. True, as true Davo, as Davo said, true social media, true. You know, it, it's 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 at an instant now. Um, and 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 you know who everyone is, and there's no real start to go, or there's no real bulk of stars that you you, you want to look at all the time. Like you know, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, another comment there that uh, it's actually Rajiv has mentioned uh, the 2022 World Cups not spoken enough, uh, spoken about enough at the moment because um, if you think about it, like we're leading it then into. Um, a winter world cup in Qatar. Like this is going to be absolutely insane, isn't it? Off the back of, you know, a European tournament in 2021 and condensed schedules. And my God, what are some of these players going to be? What's going to be the the state of them come December, 2022, Andy? Yeah. The players are probably going to have to take a stand. Um, and that's probably going to impact club football, which is going to infuriate fans even more and turn people against international football even more. But what's um, what kind of is does it for me is international football has been on a steady decline probably for about twenty years, um, and for a number of reasons, people have taken a lot less interest in it, and a lot of that would be just how glamorous club football has become how glamorous European football has become like it's just the st- these stages now are so big and you're getting to see world class players week in week out and, that, and that's been probably the biggest uh, decline in international football it's it's fallen down in the pecking order of uh, of glamour but what we now have is a brand new generation of people we've got football fans now aged 20 to uh, 25, 30, who don't remember a good World Cup. Mm-hmm. In their life, they don't recall uh, sitting through a World Cup that, that really lit up the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we remember, as Irish fans, we remember 1990 as, uh, so fondly and 94. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that meant to us, getting off school early, and and that that to us was was where football was born for us. Like I mean, back then you couldn't see Liverpool every week, and mm, um, mm. you, you know you could see match of the day, and then you you get to see the odd televised game. But now we get to see the clubs. You love like I, I remember someone saying to me in school, "You love Liverpool more than you love Ireland," and I said. Yeah, actually, I kind of do. Yeah, and I was like a big traitor in the class. Like I was a <laughs> proper uh, asshole for coming out with that. But now I think if you ask most Liverpool fans, Irish, English, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Tell yeah. you, you kind of you kind of want to see our country lift the World Cup, obviously. Mm. But in all honesty, 
I want to see Liverpool win league cuts and I want to see mm. them European cups. Mm. That's what does it for me. That's what that's what mm. gives me most enjoyment is sticking two fingers up to uh yeah, yeah, mates who are Man U fans and 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 that's that's the daily enjoyment. But the biggest thing is it really is, I think, with a generation of twenty to thirty year olds who just don't remember international football. Mm. So mm. the the patience for these friendlies zero now. Yeah, uh, all it's doing now is disrupt the people's uh, yeah. football and support life. <laughs> and uh, there's there's um there's there's international teams in conflict with their club with the club teams. Like, look at fucking what happens to Naby Keita when he goes to Guinea. Like, he's playing yeah. shit training facilities. He's uh, been out injured for us for weeks, and he plays like seven hundred minutes. Like, is it any wonder people hate international football? Maybe they just need, I don't know. Yeah. Just, the and communication like, and is just fucking gone. Yeah, and, an, yeah. and like, and anecdotally, like, like, I'm sure it's probably the same for, for you as mate. Like, now, like, I, I haven't spoken to anybody of my mates that follow whatever different team going, Jesus, great international break coming up now. We'll get to see Ireland play. It's always the opposite. It's always, fuck's sake, break now for far, night before Liverpool play. When the internationals come, I'm half watching, like, I'm, I'm watching Holland play worrying that fucking Van Dijk doesn't get injured. You're watching yeah, 90 minutes and you're nearly watching the yeah. game. You're nearly Bulldog. watching the game, making sure so you can see when Alden come off at the end and he was all right and mm. stuff like that. That's that's. I was that's panicking. I, I was watching. I was watching the Wales game, panicking when Nico Williams went down the other week. Like that's <laughs> yeah. how bad it's got. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah, is. Yeah, and it's and like and it's and and then like it was a it was a point that Phil made me like in his message. He was saying, "Listen, the the the." The fans that go around following the likes of England and all that, it's not your Man United fans, Liverpool fans, the, the fans of the bigger clubs. It, it's not, he says, so the lower league stuff, I've, I've, I've read stuff on that before, so like your Barn, it's a non-league and everything, because yeah. that's the only, it's, that's the only um, high they're going to get really from following football is following England as regards to, on, on the flip side, that the, the bigger clubs um, supporters get so... Look, it's it's just mm. like I said, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a topic to come on and, and bash about uh, injuries and all that. Uh, like, I'm sure, it's been it's been done to death. It's just really like what Andy alluded to there, just a steady decline from it really being the pinnacle for all of us when we started growing up, yeah. and really now it's just a it's just a pain in the arse, really, isn't it? That's that's you have to call it what it is. It's just we're all we all can't wait for it to be over, and can't yeah. wait for the players to come back and make sure they're all right, and and, and really it's. It's falling away. Great if your country qualify. Now England always walk into them. They go, we don't. The country does be buzzing when we qualify. But I can't get invested in the, the whole qualification, trying and failing and and stuff like that. It's like I'm I'm, I'm more invested in in Liverpool and, and what's going on there. Yeah. And like what Andy said, you so you can stick your two fingers up because that's what it is. It's yeah, like when. Like we've had we've had fucking tour the years and not win the league. We've been getting it fucking in the neck from everybody. Yeah. And like so it's all about winning those certain games, winning the derbies, picking up the cups, fingers up, slagging and WhatsApp groups and all that. That's just really and, and it, it club football for the bigger sides has gone so big, it's just it's absolutely gobbled up international football now. Just really yeah. gobbled it up. 
Well, we get the international element from the Champions League as well, don't we? Yeah. So it's it's not yeah. just a it's not just a domestic interest. Um, I mean, Andy Andy got so animated there. We actually seen a, a hat one one hand one jazz hand waving. <laughs> the last time we seen Andy waving hands, there was a bus involved. Uh, <laughs> That's my was a, There was an Amazon documentary. Um, you know, so like that's that's really wound Andy up. You know, you don't really like Andy in that type of zone um, when he gets wound up so much. Um, so, look, um, ha- have the Irish stand put that that team back in the? Jeez, uh, I'm going to have to scroll back up now, right? We're going to quickly go on to um, Atalanta. Yeah, um, obviously, like, look, we need to. We'll wrap it up with Atalanta quickly. We need. We need to put this group to bed really on on the subject of injuries and so on and so forth like we just Ray, we you have it if you want to yeah you got it go on yeah, then got it yeah so he's uh, Alison Neko Williams Reese Williams Fabinho Simicus Milner Jones Genie Jota Bobby Manny okay that sounds to me like there's enough there potentially to get the job done um but you know do we do we see uh, do we see a difference? Atalanta, do you think they've learned from that first leg? They were a little bit naive um, in that in that first game. Um, you know, a few lads. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they have any other way they can play. No, yeah. Gar, Gar's watched them a bit. I've watched them a little bit. They're just very, very gung ho. Now, obviously, listen, they will, they will expect themselves to defend better than they did at times, but they. They don't. They don't have any other way of playing, and and it's a must win game for them. Uh, or sorry, it's yeah, probably is really a must win. I know going downfield in the Champions League, a must win. It's you're, you're probably pissing into the wind a small bit, but they really have to come and probably have a go, like even more so than they than they normally would. So you'd be hoping that we're able to we're able to pick holes, and we'd really like to get the win. Uh, and just put put the group totally to bed and put the feet up for the last two games and that because yeah, them the, the, the days of that going the Champions League going to the last group games. I, I don't think I could do it again this year. Right? I don't think I could. No. no, no, it's it's one thing we could do without, isn't it, Andy? Like we we've we've sailed close to the wind, but it's not necessarily about the risk of going out. It's just it's just what that will allow you to do to 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 have two sort of dead rubbers, isn't it? Yeah. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. It's it's um it's a season that uh, that th- this would be a real luxury now for us. Um, in recent years, we've made things difficult to, for ourselves. Uh, despite being the best team in Europe, we've um <laughs> went and and made things difficult in the seasons. Yeah. We've got the finals and won it. So in a season now where we're so peppered with injuries and games clogging up. It'd be, it'd be great now to just have two non, uh, non dead rubber games, as you say, and allow uh, young lads to get experience for the last two matches. So I think we're, we're just going to probably see a couple of players rested, uh, with a, with a, a full strength team. Otherwise, 
uh, to to get the job done. I think he's going to go with enough to get that job done. It's 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 just so important now that yeah that we've a couple of games that mean nothing. Yeah, the key things are really probably to get the job done. Are the the same the same front three you would suggest. Obviously, the goalkeeper. Um, and you keep a bit of stability in the back. Um, there was a shout there essentially for Andy Roberts, Andy Robertson to get a rest. Mm. Um, but back, yeah, but back to the front yeah, three, it's a fair show, isn't it? it is, yeah, back to the front three. Gar, um, were you impressed with them? There was something a little bit, um, don't, don't, I don't want the listeners and viewers to take this the wrong way, but there was something a little bit refreshing about seeing that front three without Mo Salah. Yeah, it was different, wasn't it? I, I, I thought they really interlinked really, really well. Uh, there was a a, a non-greed, um, <laughs> you know, part of it as well. That that was nice to see at times. I'm not trying to roil anyone up here, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, there was there was something different about it. Um, I know someone in the media um, comment on it today that you know they looked really well together. Um, and that Salah could be sold to Real Madrid easily enough now. They're all right now. Um, but no, not to not to go a bit crazy. They did look really, really well yesterday. Uh, we've we've been so impressed with Jota. Really, you know, he's he's an absolute joy to watch. Um, everything in his game, the way his work rate is is absolutely immense. Um, and he's he's just it's been so his transition into that front three has been seamless, hasn't it? Really, I suppose. Mm. And he's taken his own goal scoring on to another level. Um, as well, and not being greedy, just being you know having that knack of being in the right place at the right time, and uh, you know a couple of headers in there as well. Let's be, let, let's not forget. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. was something slightly different about that three. I thought yesterday. I think it was the greed element. And the and the guys thing is one of them probably be rested tomorrow and replaced yeah. by Salah. So it's, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. he's not a bad, he's not a bad fella to be bringing in if you arrest him no. one of the other three. He's, he's not, not a bad. He's not a bad reserve, is he? No, I'd stick with the. I'd stick with the with the same three personally, and then bring Salah back in, nice and fresh for the game against against Brighton personally. And mm. um, I mean, what's the latest on the likes of? Uh, we, we hear Shakiri. He's got an injury now, so he won't yeah. figure. Um, Henderson. Any any news on Henderson, lads? That that anyone's heard today? Is he haven't heard, has he haven't got heard. a chance? You know, no. I haven't heard of being talked about in any of the kind of lineups. Uh, that are being bandied around, so he's probably it probably served well to have another uh, few days off. Yeah. Um. Just on the Salah thing, uh, you know, it's this recency bias. You know, people just love these uh, shoveling these short boy hot takes into their mouth, you know, <laughs> and the media are just constantly like fucking lashing these things and people putting up. Uh, um, uh, you know, jot the uh, two and a half minute clip of all his touches or Nabi Kate is two. And I mean, like, you watch these and you think, oh, fuck, <laughs> eject this into me. I need more fucking hot takes. <laughs> Let me see the uh, short clips. And you, you, two minutes later, you're convinced, oh, fuck, we can't do it without Nabi Kate anymore. Get him back. You know, and, and you're saying, fucking Salah, who, who gives a bollocks? Fuck off. <laughs> we're, for, we're fine without him. Um, no, not at all. Uh, Mo, Mo is, is a greedy player, but he he has every right to be greedy because he's absolutely quality. Um, if if he's fit to come in tomorrow, uh, because I don't look, he's out of isolation now, but Klopp likes to have them training. But if he's ready 
uh, and willing. He'd be playing. Yeah, he plays every single yeah. minute that uh, mm. that he's he's able to play. And the clubs afraid of his bollocks to even take him off at, at times because uh, Salah looks at him uh, funny. But you know, actually, what what's the story with um what? What seems to be his Klopp's feelings towards Mo? Did he did he allude to anything? He was asked about he was asked about whether he tested negative, and he said he did. And uh, they, he said, as far as he was concerned, he gets he'll get another he'll get they, they get the away for tests. I think maybe today, and if everything is all right with that, well then he's he's able to play on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Were you asking more, Andy? Were you asking more about do we get a take on how Klopp views how you know the the, the circumstances of him of him getting COVID? Yeah, I mean, I I I would be very surprised if Klopp did commit to that one. He doesn't like mm. to give the media something to talk about, but like mm. I'm of, I'm of the opinion uh, Salah can do what the fuck he wants in a country that has totally different uh, re- regulations in terms of mass social distancing like the day mm. the day that Mo Salah uh, tested positive for COVID in Egypt I looked and they had 214 brand new cases in the country there's uh, 105 million people living in Egypt and there was 214 brand new cases in the UK there's 66 million and there was uh, something like 38,000 cases so I mean come on well, <laughs> hey. my, my, my take on that is is that it's Mo Salah going home to his brother's wedding in the country where exactly. he's the absolute number one sports star. The club obviously knew he was gone because Salah mm. being an intelligent fella, he's oh, not yeah. going to be able to sneak into his brother's wedding with Mo but <laughs> this day and no, age. He's not going to no. be able to sneak he, in, stand at the bar, have a couple yeah. of fucking waters and then skip out <laughs> the back door. And he stood, he stood the place would say when he came in, it was fucking bedlam. So yeah. the club obviously now maybe Klopp might have said to him, "Listen, mask, what, blah blah blah." That could have been an issue, but people thinking that yeah. the club didn't know he was going to be going to that are fucking off their head. Well, yeah, he's, no, the, he's, uh, he was, he's the he biggest was sports star in the country, maybe the yeah. continent, and yeah. he's not going to be able. He knew he's not going to be able to sneak in, have, have a fucking two quick points against us, and then leg it out the back door. Yeah, he knew yeah, no. he, he knew he was going to. It was his brother's wedding. He had to be part of the day. Maybe there could be something to say for masks and stuff like that. Uh, masks, know. yeah. Maybe they could have said, listen, Mal, could you have... Klopp said in his press conference, he just goes, no, he, he just, like you said, Andy, didn't give the media anything, kind of just played it with a straight bat. Now, listen, these players are doing everything they can. Um, no problem with Mal uh, going to the wedding and stuff like that. He, yeah. he just he didn't even say, like he was, he was even vaguer than that. He just kind of played it with a straight bat when he was asked about it. Yeah, so say it was like Tom Jones going to a Welsh barn dance. All the sisters <laughs> not throwing that brass at man. Uh, you wouldn't have done that over there, did we believe? No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, what's this club mention party arranged? I don't know. Uh, uh, now, see, the only reason I brought it up is because it does he get um, does he get a little bit punished, you know, for doing what he did? Uh, and I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't think he did that wrong. So I can't imagine what's happening. So if, if Salah is uh, raring to go, he starts, and I mm. think uh, we start to see Jota playing at the expense of Bobby. Potentially, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think Bobby did himself too much harm yesterday. No, it was, was, you know, he was good. He was good. Yeah, 
you know, what, you know I, what, I, what I like about is 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 chance yesterday. Like I was frustrated watching the game because you you like you really want. I just wanted to get that tour goal, put the game to bed. Mm, Leicester mm. are dangerous. I don't want to go back over the boys doing it last night about the game. Leicester are dangerous, but in fairness to him, the the chance that he missed when he got in one v one, it was a lovely turn to get away. Mm. But like he's obviously a player lacking in confidence. But on the finish. He didn't just go for something safe, hit the target, walk the keeper. He was trying to put that side net in the net. Mm. He was mm. trying to really take it away from Schmeichel, get it side net and give the keeper a fucking no yeah. chance. Right, it came back off the inside of the post. But it just shows he kind of still has that bit of a, a killer instinct when it comes to finishing. Because you all know centre forward could go in there, low on confidence, right? Listen, I'll just hit this walk the keeper if it goes in, deadly. If not, at least I'm not after putting it wide to trying to... Uh, pull her right in the stanchion or the side net, but he really went for the side net to give Schmeichel no chance. And I, I would, I would take that as a good thing, anyway. Mm, Lads, yeah. if we get a, if we got Thiago back or as Bracky right as the as the club still lying to us over his injury, <laughs> another controversy. Um, Oh, look, I think they're just being cautious with him, aren't they? I mean, he, he's yeah. it's a long old season, and and you don't want to rush a player like that back, do you? He's gonna like. But Ray, he was ta- he was tackled and he was able to play that pass and then he just went missing a few weeks after it. To be honest with you, know, according yeah. to some, you know, there was I know, a, you know, I know, but I I have to say I was a, it was a little bit strange. I remember after the game, like he played, obviously he plays the pass and and then but then Klopp comes out and he does immediately say it's it's a bad like it's a bad injury, it's a bad mm. one, so. Like obviously, by the time he'd reached the dressing room, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's that's pure adrenaline, right? Adrenaline, 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 yeah, adrenaline yeah, yeah. Through that, the rest of that game, however he yeah. did, in fairness to him, and credit, yeah. credit to him that he didn't, you know, he didn't wince off straight away. Like you know, he played. And on. I can't remember the circumstances. I don't know. Maybe we didn't have a sub left or whatever. I can't remember exactly. So look, he got up, he picked himself up, he played that pass. Just shows the quality of the, of, of the I th- man. I, th- I, th- I think an interesting bit of the team selection for the Atalanta game will be with Kate going off. I'm not sure. Like we mentioned, Matta Bright, and like all things being equal, we'd love to play Matta, but all that. he might have to play mm. because I don't see them playing Williams. I don't see them playing Reese Williams and Neko Williams on the no. two of them right hand side no. of the defence no. against Atalanta. No. And no. like not a, a Milner may have to play in midfield or may Klopp will be looking at may have the wicket to going out. So mm. he, he might have to just he might have to play him at the to free up Milner playing in midfield to get uh neck uh, uh, in because mm. I, I don't see him playing the two Williams on the right hand side of the defence. Uh no. it, might, it might be just a, like you were talking about earlier, right? Just it just might be a little bit too much uh youth on the right hand side of the defence to, to, to get yeah. it. Well, I tell you what. One thing it's a, it's it's a, just as well. Uh, Wine Aldum didn't leave the club, isn't it? I tell you, if we'd mm. have uh, if we'd have let him go on the base, if, if you remember back the talk, um, even on this podcast, we were we were alluding to Tiago would come in and Wine Aldum would be out. So thank God. Um, thank God we kept. I hope the two he stays. Players, I, hope, you know? I hope. I hope it's true. They offered him a new contract, and I hope he signs. Seems to be. Seems to be. Seems to be on that on that trajectory anyway. So look, it's an hour and a half. We'll wrap up because I'm conscious people will not listen to <laughs> podcasts that are longer than an hour and a half. 
Um, so um, it's been another good one. Uh, we'll look. We'll look forward to the game against Atalanta. Quick predictions, Andy. Just a quick score for for Wednesday night. Yeah, three nil. Three nil Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Gar. Three one. Three one Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, Shane. Yeah, two one Liverpool. Two one Liverpool. Okay, I'm going to go with. Uh, 3-2 Liverpool. I think there'll be some goals uh, in the game. be an exciting game. So we'll wrap up. Thanks, Andy. Just hold on a sec before oh, this. Oh. It accuses me of being a Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, I did pay up on that bet. And uh, secondly, I, I wasn't even wrong. I'm not even wrong yet, but I paid up because I'm very charitable. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Setting the record straight. There was yeah. nearly a there was nearly a second jazz hand out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and Gar, thanks again. Thanks, pal. And thanks, Shane. Cheers, now, brother, lads. Pleasure. We are kitchen men, right? So, <laughs> oh, absolutely loving the kitchen. By the way, Davos, that brand new. Ah, uh, no, it's a few years old, maybe four years old. I'd say. Is that a, is that a, a black or a, a charcoal grey high gloss you have there? Or? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, a two tone, Andy. It's charcoal grey, and then it's kind of a purple colour up on top. So purple top, right. grey down on bottom. Two tones. Very, very, very nice. Very nice indeed. Look like a pair of X works, is it? Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Clown. Um, remember clowners, guy with the fucking. Remember the yellow pockets and the black jeans. Mm. You def, you definitely had a pair of them clowners. <laughs> Uh, Ray Ray has gone for the more traditional, uh, yeah, off white, timeless, timeless. Yeah, yeah. Um, they look like the type of uh, doors you could probably paint in the future if you wanted as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get fed up, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, that's very farmhouse, Ray. You know what I mean? You know, farmhouse look very, very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. But we are slightly I'm, we are slightly in the countryside here in step aside. So yeah. Lovely these, lovely, uh, lovely wine back rack up there as well. Some 99 crimes up there, whatever you want yeah. to call them over a case. Yeah, the only problem is it's there's not enough wine in it. Maybe it's it was all drunk wine. over the weekend. <laughs> that was one last question on the high gloss kitchens. I don't have a high gloss kitchen myself, but you know, can you get a rack for that? Down the line, you know. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually, I haven't got a clue, Andy. I haven't. Got, you, yeah. you, you, you would know more than me. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I, I actually, I think you can. I think you can. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't, I think we should start that business because there's that many people with high glass kitchens now. If we start that, a wrap business. Next yeah. color comes in. A warm day. Uh, come in. Change the kitchen color. I think we'd make a fucking fortune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. we'll leave it there, so we'll leave it there for the next so next week on SOS yeah. DIY Day yeah. Trip Kitchen uh, Kitchen Man podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll uh, we'll get, we might delve more into kitchens or living rooms or we'll we'll, we'll let the uh, listeners choose the next room of the house to discuss. So um, thanks, lads. We will uh, we will be back next Monday to discuss. Uh, the uh, fallout of uh, Atalanta and Brighton and obviously the uh, the four topics and a fifth um, viewers topic for next week. See you we'll next try, week. We'll try and get a prize for uh, Rajiv to get back into the, into the party. A good one. We'll yeah. make it a good one, yeah? All right. No, no, <laughs> At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.